This is Encounters, a dialogue that brings you multifaceted life stories you don't want to miss. As a women economist, the most important thing is still your expertise. Knowing something or just knowing something superficially, there's a big difference. People can tell. And beyond that, I think the way you communicate is very important. I think people have to polish their speaking skills, and、uh, men usually are better at that. But、uh, I've seen、uh, quite a few good female economists now. Things are changing. I want to have a voice. I want to have influence. That's something very hard to gain if you just sit behind the table. I enjoy research the most,、um, but when you get out talking to media, then you realize actually the world cares about a different set of problem than you're working on. Then you would adjust. The media has a very different angle, and you know the media is very very powerful. I think people underestimate what media is influencing or shaping the world. So I want to be part of it and、uh, not just let the Western media. There are some usual guests for different media programs, and I find their view very obnoxious in many ways. For anything, any progress Chinese government is making, there's always a different take from the Western point of view. And that's entirely out of a lack of understanding about China. Many of those people have never been to China, but they comment. So I provide my view. It doesn't change anybody's view. People's view don't change. But still, this is one influence. Hello and welcome. I'm your host Man Ling. In the field of economics, there have long been discussions about the underrepresentation of women. Even though in school exams girls perform as well as boys in math and science, fewer women consider a professional career in these fields. So it would appear that women face different hurdles that have little to do with their abilities. In today's program, I am continuing my dialogue with Wang Dan, a China analyst at the Economist Intelligence Unit, and she will share her views on what it is like to be a female economist in a field that's so traditionally dominated by men. There is an article. In the Financial Times, published last April, which said there are too few women working economics at senior level. I think your level is already very senior, right? right. Chief analyst.、Uh, chief analyst. It's、mm-hmm. the same thing as chief economist, but we don't have that title. Like an ECEO, something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> How many of them? Actually, just one. <laughs> just only one, right? Yeah, for、one. China study, right? China、uh, policy China. study, China policy research.、Mm-hmm. Okay,、um, there's a reason the article says that it's because women are far less likely than men to study economics. What's your take on that? There's a lot of truth to that because generally women enjoy the intuition in economics. They like good stories. They like how public policy can affect people's life. Yeah, they want to help poor people.、Mm-hmm. But when it really comes to the discipline itself, and once you get into it, usually women drop out first. Usually, at what sort of a level?、Uh, um, undergraduate. 
Oh, not undergrads, but usually around a master. That's the case for my class. We started off with twenty people, ah,、uh, ten women, and eventually three women graduated from from which、oh, university? Ah,、uh, University of Washington.、Uh-huh. From my year. And the general perception is that、uh, it's very difficult to finish economics PhD to start with, and for women, it's harder to get a job, get a good job.、Um, is it because women are not good at math? I don't think it's、uh, women not good at math part. They're actually better at math. Yeah, I, but then why? It's boring, right? Women love fun, right? Yeah, and <laughs> my my observation is、uh, women are less aggressive when they talk. And in economics, there is a lot of public speaking opportunities. You have to sell yourself, and women are not so good at that. All the female economists I've seen, I've seen very few good public speakers. But for men, they can talk and talk, and it doesn't matter if they make sense. But they grab the opportunity when they can talk, and eventually they gain power. Do you think it's still based on the concept that the world is a world of men? Because men were trained better in public speeches, they are given more opportunities for sure. That's are you talking about China or are you talking about the whole world globally? The globally, globally. There's a very interesting case study actually. I don't know if you have heard this professor from University of Chicago,、mm-hmm. world-renowned economist. And she was a he. She started with being a male professor, but when she turned fifty-three, she decided to transform herself into a woman. So now her name is Deirdre McCloskey. And, and this transforming of sex, what sort of impact had it brought to her? So she wrote As a, a public speaker. Yeah, exactly. So she said after she changed her gender, she held the same position. Yeah, and she teaches the same class.、Uh-huh. But then she found herself being interrupted a, as, a lot more than before. As a, as a lady, right? As a lady, when she was a man, people somehow respected her view a lot more. She was taken very seriously. In the beginning, but then she found herself had to struggle her way to regain that attention, that's and、alarming. that's very interesting. That is alarming. Yes. So this is a perfect social experiment. You know, other things equal, and only the gender changed. And that means that the whole world regard men as more authoritative than women. I would think so. Is、It's, this assertion can stand itself? Ah.、Uh, Based on that book, right? At yes, least based on that book, yes. Oh, it's、and、alarming. It is. So、mm-hmm. why? And then why you continue? You know, are you authoritative enough when you stand in the public and tell people about economics? Do they believe you? Well, I think so, but that was a long journey, because for all of us who did their undergrads in China. There weren't many opportunities for you to do public speaking. Yes, even today we are relatively weak right, at right. training our、uh, students to be, you know, able to present in the to, public. Right, present、mm-hmm. and also in the logic way,、mm-hmm. uh, understanding it versus presenting it are very two different, different concepts.、Yeah. Um, but fortunately for me,、uh, while I was doing my doctorate, I was almost forced to be an instructor because there was a shortage in funding. So I had to teach, and not just as a teaching assistant, but as a full-time instructor for macroeconomics. So I literally taught that class for thirteen times during who, that seven years. Really, who paid for your scholarship program?、Uh, my school. All right, you are now serving in Economist Intelligence Unit. 
It's a think tank organization, right? Yeah, it's a think tank, part of the Economist Group. Yeah,、uh, and then talking about、um, male and female analysts、uh, in your company, what is the ratio? It's quite even. Quite even、mm. in Economist. In Economist, how many sort of、um, female analysts and how many male analysts? My team. You're the head of the China team, right? I'm the lead analyst. Yes, lead analyst in the China、right. teams. So yeah, we have three females and three males. That's Access China, right? That's very even.、Oh. But top leadership, more males for sure. <laughs> It's、yeah. always like that. Always.、Right? Yes. And、uh, what are the advantages and disadvantages of women economists? As a women economist in China, there are a lot more disadvantages. Of course, you get more attention whenever you go because they're all males on、because、the stage. Because of your gender. Right, my gender, you stand out. But、uh, say if I'm competing to be a chief economist with similar background of another male, I think it's more likely that that guy will be picked. That's the hard truth. So you're better known, but you're not necessarily being accepted. Well, other things constant. A male one make the clients more comfortable. They、I、want to see、so? a male face. Yes, because most of the businesses are run by men. Is、yeah. that the truth? I think so. They have a different、uh, way of thinking. And how can a woman succeed in the economics field? Your、uh, advice. The most important thing is still、uh, your expertise. Knowing something or just knowing something superficially, there's a big difference. People can tell. And beyond that, I think the way you communicate is very important. I think people have to polish their speaking skills. And、uh, men usually are better at that, but、uh, I've seen、uh, quite a few good female economists now. Things are changing, and、uh, I noticed that you've been appeared on many sort of discussion programs, right?、Mm. Um, as a regular commentator in international、mm. media, including China Plus, CGTN, and、uh, CNBC, BBC, Al Jazeera, Channel、mm. News Asia. Yeah, I want to know that. As an economist, why don't you just stay home and do your research paper? And why you go out and speak everywhere? And what's the point? I want to have a voice. I want to have influence, and that's something very hard to gain if you just sit behind the table. I enjoy research the most. Um, but when you get out talking to media, then you realize actually the world cares about a different set of problem than you're working on. Then you would adjust. Is it because just now we were talking that economists, especially female economists' points of view,、mm. are not very well taken as authoritative? Are you doing the name branding? Because I want to know. Yes, you want a voice.、Mm-hmm. You want to be heard, right?、Yes. And you want to have some influence in your opinions, right?、Mm. When you say something, you mean it. Right. You mean it. It's not enough. Others take it seriously. That's very important, right? <laughs>、mm. So that's why you want to be heard,、mm. and you want people to get to know you. Is that because of that? Not so much about knowing me, but I enjoy the discussion. Through that, why the media has a very different angle, and you know the media is very, very powerful. I think people underestimate what media is influencing or shaping the world. So I want to be part of it and、uh, not just let the Western media. There are some usual guests for different media programs, and I find their view very obnoxious. 
in many ways. Okay, having said that, um, mm. you are there, try to correct or balance. I want to balance. provide a view that's from my at least from an angle, from a different another angle. angle, from a different right. angle, as an economist angle, right? Right, and not and demonize China. No, okay, <laughs> to prevent demonizing of China, right? Mm. Okay, having said that, do you think most of the Western media, what they are doing, is demonizing China? A lot of it is. When we talk about specific economic problems, no. But when it comes to certain topics, you just know the angle, right? The media would compare certain events with other events, and they have absolutely no similarity. And for anything, any progress Chinese government is making, for example, voice recognition,、uh, mass innovation, there's always a different take from the Western point of view, and that's entirely out of a lack of understanding about China. Many of those people never been to China, but they comment.、Mm-hmm. And then, do you think what you have been doing produced some effects?、Uh, it got me into the battleground. So I've met some people. I understand them better, but I provide my view. It doesn't change anybody's view. People's view don't change. But still, this is one influence. At least you were there, right? At least I was. That there. is being important. Right, you were there,、right. and then you said, being an economist, you do research, right? And then you got involved in many reports, as you said, special reports. One of them is China Consumer, twenty、mm. thirty, right? What is the conclusion you draw? That's a big hit, actually. It's a white paper I led,、mm-hmm. and、uh, the conclusion is simple. It's basically saying that China will have the largest group of rich people by 2030, and that number will be even more than the total population of America. So it's a great idea to open business in China. I'm more interested in the gap between the rich and the poor. You are telling、mm. me that we're going to have more rich people, but what、mm. about the poor? Is the gap is going to be enlarged or being narrowed? You know, become smaller. Unfortunately, in China, the gap can only get larger and larger. Do you think、mm. this is part of、uh, the same sort of a pattern with the rest of the world? Very similar. The rich people are willing to spend more, and they get better opportunity. They can get their kids to Ivy League schools, and in China, same situation here. And for me, I really like this Democratic candidate Andrew Yang. He's talking about、uh, giving、uh, everyone free education, one thousand dollars per month. Those ideas sounds absurd, but I do think politicians have to think about more in a distributional way. The society are not only consist of elites. So you don't like the idea of the gap being bigger and bigger, right? Right, but do you think economists can, like you,、mm-hmm. chief economic analyst, can do anything to help fix social problems like that? The economist's job is to provide opinions. It's the politician's job to fix the economy. And in fact, I have to give Chinese government a lot of praise in poverty reduction, in trying to bridge the gap, and.、Uh, Across the world, there's this misconception that the NGOs or private parties can solve a lot of the social injustice or poverty, but actually, you have to involve government, especially in China. Especially in China. Especially in China. You can't、yes. get around it. Yes, indeed. Government is going to play a major role. Right. Indeed. Right. And you are for 
more sort of fair distribution of wealth amongst the people, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. Economists is naturally to the right. Yes. It should be less liberal because we're supposed to be more rational, thinking out of economic incentives rather than those moral standards. Ah. But I'm more liberal. I can't think about everything in my life from economic perspective view. That's very painful. But how do you solve the conflict? Because like you mm. said, economists should be less liberal. But usually in my mind, you know, economists, you know, people who study economics, they're not so much into, you know, prose's, poetry. Right. Economists po have no heart. Yeah. But yeah. why? Why you? Right. That's the how do you? I mean, there must be conflicts <laughs> between because they are conflicting interests. Right. It's conflicting ideas. I mean... As an economist, I think the first rule is you cannot double register. So when I talk about economic issue, I don't change my stance that easily. So when I talk about the government, maybe you should provide more incentives to certain programs instead of just doing administrative orders. I mean it. But when it comes to issues outside of work, I always have this uh, idea of the society should be more equal. If it's full of people like economists like me, then it cannot be a very good place to live. There are poor people in this world. They need help. We can't just say, oh, it doesn't make economic sense to help them. We just have to. As a group, we have to. Yeah, sometimes we think that in terms of law and economics, they don't have room for compassion. Mm. Right? Do you right. still agree? I still do. Yes, that's the painful evidence we saw all over the world. Economic principle is real. It's there because there are cases for Cambodia factory, for example. There was a shoe factory. And uh, those activists, the ones who save those little girls, they're too young to work in the factory. So basically, the pressure is too high. The owner closed the factory. Mm -hmm. Then a lot of those little girls turned to prostitution. Oh so goodness. which one do you think is worse? When there's not enough opportunities and the economic incentive is that just let those capitalists do their job. They provide jobs, they provide money. But in front of such news, yeah. where does your heart go? My heart, in the ideal world, I think all those girls should go to school. There should be programs that can help them. But, but the reality is... The reality is, eventually, it is the capitalists that can get the job done. Can, can you change. come to terms with it? I have to. I know that economics lack this moral element in it. But economic principle is the principle. You see the violation of this principle all the time, and you see the failure all the time. But when the reality is different from what you expect, do you suffer? Sometimes when I get into heated debate with my friends, I found, for example, now mm -hmm. when RMB breached seven, right, yeah. it caused panic yeah. among the public. Everybody's trying to convert their money into dollars mm -hmm. or pound, but that itself can make this circle worse. So there was no crisis to start with, but when everybody does it, then there will be a crisis. Mm -hmm. And those people with the means and wealth, they can move their things abroad. They take advantage of their status. It's the poor and disadvantages are going to suffer, right? Right. 
poorer people have to stay. They can't go abroad. I know, and there's mm. no choice, no alternatives, nothing.、Right. But when the economy is、uh, growing well again,、mm-hmm. when things turn around, then those rich people come back and to reap, save them, right? They reap the harvest. <laughs> save the economy, I mean.、Oh, <laughs> they, they come to reap, right? Right. They invest and they earn even more money. So、yeah. I can't reconcile that, but, but I have to live with it. Yeah, I know、mm. you cannot reconcile. I can conclude now. You're an idealistic, and you mistakenly go into a field. <laughs> I was a more of a practical idealist. <laughs> I went into this field because I love it, but I don't agree with it 100. Really? How can you live such a life when you are doing so good in a field that you're not quite in agreement with? Because there's a difference between. Economic problem and a business problem. So when you talk to entrepreneurs who are thinking about whether to invest China or Vietnam, you can give a sensible business advice based on the information you know, right?、Mm-hmm. The cost,、mm-hmm. uh, the policy. But、uh, when it comes to principle, like social problems, that's what the government should do. I usually don't get into that realm. So even though your heart goes to people, right? right. People's benefits, especially grassroots people and poor people. Can keep yourself away from being sympathetic with them. I'm still sympathetic. There's a price you have to pay, and you know there's a trade-off. You have to let some bad things happen in order to get better results. So it's the two sides of the coin, and you accept the both. Yes. Okay. Another report, special report, you got yourself involved in writing, is China's emerging city rankings.、Mm. Do you think this city rankings is mobile? I mean, it changes all the time, or it's relatively fixed. Like Beijing, Shanghai would be at the top, and then first tier, second tier, third tier. That's interesting about China because it has 292 prefecture cities. So when you rank them every year, there are huge changes. So the local government、uh, they get into this competition of resources because they want to get promoted. Yeah, those、uh, climbing up. Yeah, they want to climb up the ladder. So they come up with all sorts of different ways to attract investments, to build up property, and、uh, attract talents. So rankings are different every year. Last year, our number one emerging city was Nanyang. Can you imagine that?、Oh. Nanyang from Henan. Wow, it's, it's expanding doing so well. It's doing quite well because、yeah. its consumer market is. Growing very fast,、um, but this year it's changed again, and we saw the rise of Yueyang、um, in the inner city, Hunan province. Right, right, right. The inland city are really rising because they get help from central government. Why it's of- not the coastal cities anymore? Because they don't grow that much anymore.、Okay. So this is、uh, emerging city rankings based on growth. It's like saturated, huh? The growth、mm. is already too much there. <laughs> There's not much growth there,、okay. especially. But do you think most of the growth for the inner cities to be climbing up is because of the government efforts? I would say majority yes, because much of the growth is driven by infrastructure building. And, and invested by the government, the、invested、central government the- or the provincial government, both, both, yeah. And、uh, businesses and other resources of fund, no, like、uh, like foreign investment, are they are they, they follow? Enacted? They follow. They are follow. they follow the government? Uh, so the government would build this high-speed rail or international airport, for example, and then foreign investors see opportunity there. Like Chengdu, before it had the international airport, it had very little foreign investment. But after it had this top-notch airport, a lot of companies all of a sudden had interest. 
So investments follow, then people follow, and then the city rise. So it's always the China pattern of development. It's always you know government takes the lead. Right, right. The state you know, and is the ever planning,、present. right? Policy making, planning, everything, and then、mm. people follow the projects. Right. So government does, does it work well? So far, so good, and we have seen the forty years of growth. Yeah, and it's still going strong. There are problems, but the growth is still there. All right, and one of your jobs is doing regional search, as you said, micro, 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 and then, then how、mm. many cities so far have you visited in China? I visited、uh, more than two dozens, but not for work. It's、uh, for fun and prior、for、to my work. Fun. Yeah. How can you separate fun and work completely?、Uh, I enjoy touring around, but you know, when I travel, I don't want to think about work. But how can you separate? I mean. <laughs> Yeah. You, as an economist, do you see a poor village, or you you see a very advanced sort of city like Shanghai? You、mm. must be thinking about how you know it has evolved or developed like that. And then, in a poor village, you would say, "Hey, you know, what sort of special trade or you know special sort of farming could help?" Yes, you I, never really. I do think about those, but from a very different angle. For example, when I look at Shanghai, I see all those people from Dongbei. So those people work in Shanghai. They pay their social security in Shanghai, right? So when they retire, they're supposed to be compensated by Shanghai government. But actually, a lot of them still can only get their pension from their hometown in Dongbei. This、And、is what you you were observing when you I, were traveling in Shanghai, although you were there for fun. But you're still thinking about this problem, right? Yeah, I do think about the problem. But any solution? I don't have one. Economists don't provide solutions. See. We don't do that kind of analysis. We provide opinions on the one hand, on the But other hand. But this is an opinion, right? right? All these Dongbei people working in Shanghai, right, and still receiving pension from their native towns, right? Right, and that's very low level. Very low level,、yeah. and at the same time, you know, working in a quite relatively very advanced sort of developed city, they were、mm. not paid insurances. No, no, most of them were not.、School. Yeah.、They're、so I want to know that how you feel. You brush it aside. I, I certainly don't. I would notice that, but then I notice the positive side, because you know China still provide opportunities for any of those young people. Imagine if they live in France or Italy, they might not even have the opportunity they have now, because China is still growing. Yes, the cities provide wealth, opportunities, and a hope for a better future. And for those economy who doesn't grow anymore, then what do those young people do? You see them not doing anything. I know opportunities prevail over benefits, right? And、yeah. it's their voluntary sort of choices make because、right. they decided to come out and then go after these.、Yeah. So constantly,、mm. whenever such scenario happen in your fun seeking trips,、mm. you were looking for the silver lining. Yes, I'm good at that. You're good at that. Yes, I want to borrow that ability from you. <laughs> as a woman, just now, as you said, any sort of advices for girls who want to go into the field of economics from the very beginning? For example, if you're faced with a high school girl who said,、mm, "In the future, I'm going to become an economist," what are the、uh, specific advices you have for her? The first thing I would say is. A normal economist, it does a lot of hard work, 
ninety、uh, percent you'll be writing reports behind a desk. You spend years digging data, and、uh, you just have to really enjoy what you're doing. And the basic skills they should have the or basics- cultivate. The top skills I would say is research, the ability to read through large amount of materials and、uh, gather them, gather contents in different ways, and come up with your own conclusion.、And、It's still the intuition you are talking about. Still the intuition. We all know at the very beginning of this interview that、mm. we were talking about or discussing, you know,、um, economics as a dismal. Science,、mm, right. but actually, intuition means storytelling.、Mm. How do you feel about such a thing?、Right. Your opinions, your conclusion, right? So, economics, by the way, if intuition is getting involved, it's not going to be a boring subject. It's not going to be boring as science, right? That's the difference between a good economist and a bad economist. A good economist can tell a good story using economic principles. And a bad economist? Oh, they can. They bore you to death. Okay, so you are a good economist. I hope so. Wang Dan defines herself as a practical idealist. She enjoys her job as an economist, examining different types of information, scrutinizing market intelligence, and coming up with constructive suggestions. And in doing so, she always looks on the bright side of things. Having worked as an economist for more than six years, Dan says she wants to be a real expert in China in microeconomics, and she will never get bored with it. I'm Manling, and that's the end of our show. Thank you for listening. Please rate us, because the more stars we get. The easier it is for other people to find the show. Bye for now.